Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. This, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Yeah. Well, and Tom Brady, as we get into power rankings, Tom Brady also said on the podcast that they kind of own their own destiny, that they have about six games left. And as weird as it sounds, they're five and six. They're not even 500. But Casey, they kind of do. They kind of do own their own destiny because they're number one in the NFC South right now. Um, We'll get to our sailing to the South rankings in just a second. But first, we have to do our power rankings. Casey, the Bucks are listed as number 16 on the ESPN power rankings. And I think that's pretty fair. I think that that's that's more than fair um, where they sit at 16. Hopefully we can see that move up. Um, but the real ex- realistic expectation on here is winning the NFC South, which is, again, it's still realistic for this team. They're, yeah. they're at five and six. They lead the NFC South uh, um, a little bit ahead of them. Who they have coming up um, is going to be. They've got the Bengals, the number eight Bengals. The Bengals moved up from number 11 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals could very well repeat as AFC champions again yeah. this season. Um, they're, and they're they did of, a slow and steady creep last season, and they're they on did. the same trajectory, yeah. Another team that they have to face just above the Bengals is the number seven San Francisco 49ers. They're, uh, they moved up from week – they moved up from number eight. They're now at number seven. And their realistic expectation, according to ESPN, is going to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I don't know how realistic that is. I mean, we'll see. But I think that this team, again, the 49ers are hitting their stride. And it's going to be scary when the Bucks have to go out there and play the 49ers. Above the Niners is the Vikings at number six, the Dolphins at number five, Cowboys at number four. Bills at three, Eagles at two, Chiefs at one. Casey, what do you think of those rankings? I think that they're pretty fair. I know typically we like to do NFL Network because sometimes the other rankings can get a little a little crazy. Um, but yeah, after the past two weeks and seeing how teams have kind of rolled out and some teams that are starting to take that next step at the right time, I 
I honestly like stand by what we're seeing here. Um, and I, I, agree. I think the hard part too, is that it really puts into perspective what this team is going to have to do in these next few weeks to continue to be in any sort of conversation while they may be able to top the NFC South. That's not performing well as a whole after that is the playoff conversation. And now you're down Tristan works. You don't know when Logan Ryan's coming back. You don't know when Ryan Jensen's coming back. You have these, these question marks and these asterisks next to things that could get you over the finish line. And you start off with a rivalry matchup on Monday night football. Everyone's going to be watching it. Yeah. 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 And we saw what it took for them to beat the saints in week two. Yeah. Well, you don't have that team that you had in week two right now. So while the saints are dealing with a lot of their own issues, I mean, they're pulling through here and there and it's going to be about the same matchup um, as they did with chargers or Raiders or Rams they're all in the same category, unfortunately. So it's a winnable game for the Saints if this team can't pull their heads out of their butts and have a real conversation here. It's what it is. It's like everybody's just running away from the conversation. Yep. Uh, You would feel – I just – I can't help but stand so firmly by the distinct difference that we're seeing in this team is when COVID was a thing, this team could not have a life outside of the facility. Their life was the facility. Their their friends, their families were their teammates. You know, friends had families had to stay in hotels and stuff. Not that everybody stuck to those guidelines so strictly, but still, it minimized anybody outside of the bubble of your team. And I think that that bonded this team in such a way that obviously helped them win a Super Bowl and have a pretty decent season last year. But now it's just this team doesn't feel in sync and we've said it a hundred times here. So I think the rankings stand, I think it also just makes it very apparent that while winning the NFC South could be realistic while getting a couple more wins under their belt is a, is a potential. They also have the potential to go in the reverse direction because they've got three teams in the next three weeks here. that can serve them an L that's, that's for certain. They do also have three um, NFC games that they that they have to play the Saints, uh, mm-hmm. the Pan- the Panthers, and the Falcons. They'll play all of those teams. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Again, and so that leads us into our sale into the South segment. Mm-mm. Like we said, the Bucks sit atop the NFC South at 5-6. and six. The Falcons just below them at 5-7, and seven. so... They both have the same number of wins. It's just that uh, the Bucks had a bye week before the Falcons. Um, so we'll see mm-hmm. what happens when the Falcons have their bye week coming up. Panthers at four and eight, as are the Saints. And so they are tied for, I guess, technically third 
in fourth place, you know, yeah. third place in, in the NFC South. So, um, you know, this is a Bucks team that I think the frustration has been Casey, not that they're losing. I'm mm -hmm. not overly frustrated about the fact that this team has lost. I'm frustrated at who they've lost to Absolutely. and how they've lost. Yeah. You lost to the Steelers, who had <laughs> one win prior to playing yeah. you. You lost to the Panthers, who had one win prior to playing you. You lost to the three and eight Browns. You, you're losing to bad teams. And yep. I think that as they look towards the end of the season, when they're facing off against the other NFC South teams, those are must win games. You have, you better manage the clock. Well, Todd Bowles, you better, mm -hmm. you know, hit, hit Mike Evans, Tom Brady. Like you need everyone to be sharp in those yes. games. If you're going to have any type of future for this season, those are must win games. The saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, you have to win those games. Yeah. That, there, there's no reason, there's no excuse to not be able to win those games. Those are winnable games against winnable teams. You just have to show up and do your job. And so that's that's in, in our sailing to the south segment, that's my biggest takeaway is these are must-win games, and you and you have to go out and you have to prove yourself. Yeah. And I mean, no better way to, to set that up for the fact that they face one of these NFC South teams on Monday night prime time, as Haley and I have mentioned. And yeah, we're going to get into that preview later on the week here, Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. But I guess a little a little soft opening to it is the fact that the Saints are juggling between the quarterback position. Jameis Winston has his soul being currently sucked out as well. So there's emotions that are shared here in two different capacities. But they have an opportunity to show fans that they can potentially still be in this another winnable matchup. If they play their cards, right. The talent still remains on this roster. It's how you execute with this talent. And my biggest takeaway for sailing to the South is you're going to play a rivalry team. And we see that rivalries just tend to bring out different things in different teams. Um, you know, a team that's had an outstanding record can go against their rival who hasn't been doing so hot and lose to them. So just that rivalry aspect. And then also the fact that these two teams have always had these tight contentions. It was a big deal for the Bucks to win in week two with all of the, the antics that now play into the head of this matchup. This is going to be important for Coach Bowles to not have a smoke screen, but to say, okay, I can do this. I yep. can sit with my quarterback. I can I can plan out things properly. I can relinquish the reins to him at the right times. We can utilize everybody. I think where one of my biggest irritations come into this, Kaylee, is the fact that I think it was the game preview you and I did. But when we were talking, we were saying with health on their side, they now have depth. They now have options. They mm -hmm. have so many more opportunities when it comes to passing the ball, running the ball, whatever they choose to do. And they still isolated themselves to play one style of game just about. Not one-dimensional, but just one style. That style being predictable. Yep. And we using know primarily one or two players, you know. Exactly. That. Exactly. So, like, so there's just so, many, so much opportunity here for this matchup. And my biggest takeaway is that if these 
coaches are going to hold themselves accountable, if they have the best interests of the team, they're going to come in and not shoot themselves and their team in the foot. And I think that there's, there's an easy first step and second step and third step to this process. Mm-hmm. And I think that they can execute that on Monday versus the Saints. And if they are going to have any hopes of any conversations past the season that they're having right now, it's going to be to stay ahead of the NFC South. And yep. they have to be able to do that and not just sub barely make it fashion versus the Saints who's struggling. <laughs>